From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, December 16th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Today, the latest assessment of the Afghan war is out, and President Obama says there's progress in the fight against al-Qaeda. It's harder for them to recruit. It's harder for them to travel. It's harder for them to train. It's harder for them to plot and launch attacks. Also in Afghanistan, some U.S. troops have access to on-base entertainment, and some don't. They have all the concerts here and all the other stuff. They got all the route clearance guys and the infantry guys out busting their ass doing work, and we don't get anything. First, the latest news. BBC News with Ian Purden. The founder of the WikiLeaks website, Julian Assange, has been released from prison in London. He was set free hours after prosecutors lost a second attempt to keep him in custody. Mr Assange has been released on bail of $315,000, provided by supporters of his campaign. Speaking outside the court, Mr Assange addressed all those who'd helped him. First, some thank yous to all the people around the world who have had faith in me, who have supported my team while I've been away, to my lawyers who have put up a brave and ultimately successful fight, to our sureties and people who provided money in the face of great difficulty and diversion. Mr. Assange has angered the American government by publishing secret diplomatic reports, and he's wanted by police in Sweden to answer questions about the alleged sexual assault of two women, accusations he strongly denies. Maddie Savage was at the High Court when Mr. Assange was freed. The WikiLeaks founder looked relaxed as he emerged from the court and waved at his supporters and the dozens of journalists from around the world who'd been waiting to hear his fate. He was then driven away in a police van just as it began to snow. After more than a week in police custody, he'll now stay at a friend's mansion in countryside in the east of England. His bail conditions mean that he's got to abide by a curfew and wear an electronic tag, and police will keep hold of his passport. Reports from Ivory Coast say at least nine people were killed when security forces tried to disperse a protest by supporters of the disputed president-elect, Alassane Ouattara, in the main city Abidjan. There was also violence near Tibisu in central Ivory Coast when the former rebel fighters clashed with troops loyal to the incumbent Laurent Bagbo, who is refusing to cede power. John James reports. Things started in Abidjan as the security forces stopped protesters taking part in a march organised by Mr Ouattara's supporters to take control of the state television. The security forces guarding Mr Ouattara's government came into direct conflict with members of the Ivoirian army and what the opposition say are hundreds of Liberian mercenaries brought in to support Laurent Bagbo. The army said the marches weren't authorised and blamed the United Nations and Mr Ouattara's camp for deliberately trying to provoke a confrontation. The European Parliament has called for European governments to freeze the assets of Russian officials accused of involvement in the death in prison of a Russian lawyer, Sergei Magnitsky. He was charged with tax evasion while acting for an investment firm, Hermitage Capital. He died last year in pre-trial detention. His supporters say he was tortured. World News from the BBC. 
President Obama has said U.S. forces and their allies are disrupting al-Qaeda operations in Afghanistan and Pakistan, but it will take time to defeat the group. Mr. Obama was speaking at a news conference to coincide with the publication of a review of strategy in Afghanistan. It says the recent surge in foreign troops has succeeded in halting the Taliban's momentum in many areas. The Mexican government says the number of people killed in drug...